as prophets, we we maintain that soft heart at the centre of church, really grounded in community rather than being that critical voice on the edge of church. We want to be fully grounded in community. Then we have so much to offer the church. What does loving your neighbour actually look like? This is Journey with Care, where curious Canadians get inspired to love others well through real-life stories and honest conversations. Hey, Kira Sojourner. We're continuing in our series, Leading Differently Together. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me as we meet up with some fascinating people who are living in their sweet spots. In Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it says, God gives some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And today, we're going to get curious about the prophetic. What do you think of when you hear that word? Across denominations and diverse experiences, prophecy can take a lot of heat and a lot of fanfare. But what makes something actually prophetic and what may seem something, well, pathetic? Stick around. I think you're going to love today's episode as we explore what the Bible has to say about it and what it means for us here in Canada. I'm your host, Wendy Park, joined by producer Johan Heinrichs. And in studio today, we have a special guest all the way from the UK, Kath Livesey, founder of Accessible Prophecy and author of Holy Disruption, My Sheep Have Ears, and The Prophecy Course. Kath, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Kath, you work with churches around the world and including Canada and have a passion for nurturing a healthy prophetic culture. And I've actually sat in one of your workshops and was blown away by how down to earth and truly accessible you made the topic of prophecy. Can you take me on a a brief tour of your personal story? How did you get to understanding prophecy and the prophetic in such a personal, accessible way? Like you can't make those things up. Sure. Well, I guess for me, it has been a long, slow journey. I became a Christian many, many years ago. And in those first years, it was all about the Bible. And, you know, I was discipled well. But it was only when I turned up at university and people started to talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit that I really learned anything about prophecy. And I guess since then, I was just intrigued. I was fascinated with this idea that, yeah, Almighty God, creator of the heavens and earth, might actually want to talk to me, not just through the eternal words of the Bible, but God might want to talk to me in the here and now about what's going on for me here and now. And I think alongside that, I've always known, I've always had this deep, deep intuitive knowledge that God is so much better and so much closer than we can think or imagine. I've always been absolutely intrigued by God and just a passion to to get closer and closer and closer. So I think these sorts of things have been just key markers for me, things that have prompted me to dig deeper. In In my early days of exploring the prophetic, to be honest, there weren't that many helpful books out there. You had to search quite hard to find trustworthy guides. And I think that's why I've just got such a passion for helping every single Christian learn how to hear God's voice. Because way back when I was starting off, there weren't that many faithful guides around. 
Yeah, I was curious about that because when I was sitting in your course, and I've also read your book, um, The Holy Disruption, which is excellent, by the way, and we're going to include that link in the show notes. I, I think people here will definitely want to read through that. But I was curious because when I was sitting there, it wasn't information that seemed apparently from a particular denomination. It felt like for the whole church. And, and that got me curious about your upbringing and how you came to understand your own prophetic voice. And was that nurtured as a young child? But you said you, you really had to seek answers for that truth. Yeah, I, I guess I've got quite an ecumenical approach. I was brought up in the Anglican Church in the, the, the Church of England. As a student, I, I went to a Baptist church. Then when we got married, we spent a long time in what you could call like a free church or a house church. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have a real passion for the global body of Christ. And I think sometimes the prophetic has been seen to be something just for the charismatics. But I passionately believe that, that this ministry, this authentic prophetic lifestyle, it, it's for every expression, every denomination, every stream. And yeah, in, in my experience here in Canada, too, as I, I have had some meaningful conversations with Catholic as well as charismatic and everything in between conservative, there seems to be a resonance. If we understood what actually, and we're going to dive into what we're talking about by the biblical understanding of prophecy and the prophetic, I seem to hear those voices from within those denominations, God speaking and, and listening to God's voice. And in your book, you also talk about the contemplative and also the charismatic, and both can be true, but sometimes we may pigeonhole it in one or the other, and we may misunderstand the full depth of how God really connects with with his church. Yeah, and I think one of the key things I wanted to do in the book was to take that 30,000 foot perspective on the prophetic and, you know, to help everybody, regardless of their their denominational background, see the bigger picture. And yeah, absolutely. There's riches and depths in the charismatic tradition, but there's also incredible wisdom in the contemplative tradition. And then you have what you could call more of a social justice expression of the prophetic, which Mm -hmm. is really important for for some churches and what i want every church to do is to learn from all these different approaches and to get a holistic big picture understanding of the prophetic and and what it means to faithfully follow the voice of god both on a church-wide perspective but as individual christians so you know uh, in terms of the fivefold whether you're apostle prophet evangelist shepherd or teacher we can all learn what you could call prophetic intelligence. You can, we can all learn just as a normal everyday Christian how to listen for the voice of God, how to pay attention to God's voice, how to discern the particular ways that the Holy Spirit gets our attention and, and talks to us. And this is for every single follower of Jesus. Are you describing the mission of accessible prophecy in what you just said there? Is that your goal and intent? Yeah, definitely. We have a twofold vision. So first of all, it is to help every Christian learn how to hear God's voice, to live in the reality of John chapter 10, where Jesus says, 
four times, my sheep hear my voice and we're the sheep and, and Jesus is speaking, Jesus is still speaking. So that's the first part of our vision. The second part of our vision is to help every single church develop a healthy prophetic culture. So yeah, it's the individual, but it's also the church. And you do have a small presence here in Canada as well on the East Coast that are meeting. I think it's prophetic huddles. Is that what we call it? Yeah, definitely. So we have a team, the Accessible Prophecy Canada team. They're currently based in Nova Scotia, but slowly growing, doing online um, opportunities like webinars, uh, doing some in-person events. But the main offering are what we call these online coaching huddles, prophetic coaching huddles, which are small cohorts of three or four or five people with one of our trained coaches who go on this deep dive into uh, what it looks like to develop that authentic, mature, holistic, uh, prophetic lifestyle. So do check out Accessible Prophecy Canada. Yeah, and we'll include the uh, link in the show notes. And I just love that there's a way for it to be nurtured because sometimes when we don't have that language within their church, or maybe it's, it's a foreign concept for us to find other people more mature in the faith, in those giftings to guide us along, I think is is such a beautiful thing of the body of Christ. We're no longer bound by geography anymore, and uh, we can connect uh, the the body of Christ over online or and in person. I'd like to dive into what we're meaning by the word prophecy and the prophetic. Can you demystify that for me and, and for our listeners? What do we mean by prophecy? Absolutely. And I think this demystification process, it's so important. Um, you know, Wendy, you already touched on the fact that, yeah, there's potentially a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings around the prophetic. Some people just want to run away from it, have nothing to do with, with this ministry. So I, I'm all for simple, straightforward definitions. So prophecy, very simply, is hearing God speaking and repeating what he says. And particularly when we look at the New Testament, we see in Paul's writings this thing called the gift of prophecy. And what we notice is it's not a an exclusive gift just for the very anointed ones or for leaders. But, you know, Paul invites all of us to eagerly pursue spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. And he goes on to talk about how the gift of prophecy is for people's strengthening, encouragement and comfort. So it sounds like a fantastic gift that each and every one of us want to be pursuing. I, I like to talk about how, you know, we all have a spiritual toolkit and no matter what our main calling or gifting is, we all have this spiritual toolkit and prophecy, the gift of prophecy is a fantastic tool to have in your toolkit that you can pull out at any time to strengthen and encourage and comfort people. So, so that's a simple definition of prophecy. When it then comes to the word prophet, because goodness me, that's a word that we need to demystify. And of course, there's an Old Testament understanding of the word. But we also find prophets in the New Testament and Ephesians 4.11 tells us that Christ has given prophets to his church. So it's not just an Old Testament role, it's something for the New Covenant Church of God. 
I, and I really think we need to grasp a New Testament perspective. Yeah, the Old Testament's helpful, but we can end up with some stereotype. So let's fix our attention on a New Testament perspective and let's fix our attention on how Jesus himself walked in that prophetic role because Jesus is our best role model. He's our ultimate prophet. The way I, again, simply define a prophet is it's somebody with a particular calling and wiring to stay attuned to God's heart and to help keep the church aligned with God's purposes. And I would also say that prophets, they're wired for both worship and warfare. And what I mean by that is, first of all, you know, prophets have such a heart for worship that their passion is the heart of God. They want to help everybody draw closer to God. They want to help curate and cultivate a worshipful culture in the church. And they're not looking for just status quo either, right? Oh, they're, no. Goodness Like me. your book, yeah. like they're disruptors yeah. in a holy sense, drawing us back to the Father's heart, yeah. which, is, which is beautiful. Absolutely. So there's that real call and drive for worship and alongside that, you know, challenging any idolatry. But then prophets are wired for warfare and what I mean by that, yeah, part of it is spiritual warfare because prophets are very kind of spiritually sensitive. Prophets often are the first to take note of any any signs of spiritual unhealth in the body. You know, it's a question we're always asking as prophets, are we healthy or are we unhealthy? So there's kind of like spiritual warfare intercession side of things, but there's also the broader perspective of looking out on the world through God's eyes. And where does the church need to have that voice? You know, what strongholds need pulling down? What areas of injustice need challenging? That's a part of the prophet's perspective on warfare. So yeah, worship and warfare. So they're kind of like... <laughs> A chiropractor would bring into alignment the skeleton of the body when there's some, there's a dissonance <laughs> yeah. or a wheel alignment. You're going to go off the side of the road if you keep going like this. And they, yeah. they keep tuning us back into alignment. And uh, they're keenly aware of those things that are brought to our attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. How is a prophetic voice edifying? And when we look at uh, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it, it's for building up, for edification of the body in what ways are you seeing churches embrace not just solely the prophetic? Now we're going to just focus on prophecy. We're, we're looking at the fivefold. How have you seen the prophetic really edify and build up a body of Christ that maybe with other giftings that are sitting around that table or sitting in in a congregation? How are you seeing it at its best and its health, edifying the body of Christ? Yeah. I think the fivefold perspective, the APES perspective, is absolutely key. We never want the prophetic ministry to be siloed, you know, to be independent of, of the other four. And we're going to get the healthiest church when all five are working really, really well together. And as I work with churches around the world, I am very much helping them cultivate that servant-hearted attitude when it comes to the prophetic. So. It's not about me and my gifts. It's, well, how do we channel these particular gifts to help build up everybody? There's a brilliant verse in Acts where 
Luke describes two prophets in the early church, Judas and Silas, and it's just a little sentence. And, and Luke says that Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. And that's a little perspective on the the great strength and health that prophets were bringing to the early church. And I think when we help prophets get this broader perspective on who they're called to be, on what they bring to the church. So yeah, part of it is about bringing the word of God, but it's about equipping everybody in the church to hear God. You know, I would say in, in some ways that's the number one role of the prophet to help every single person learn how to hear God's voice in the same way that the role of an evangelist, yes, is to go out and win, win souls for Jesus, but it's the role of the evangelist in the church is to help us all learn how to be bold in sharing our faith. So yeah, e- equipping the body, listening on behalf of the body, being prepared to challenge the status quo. And when it's done in a humble, gentle, accountable way, you know, we, we need to ensure that there's there's good accountability, there's good channels of communication, uh, that as prophets, we we maintain that soft heart at the centre of church, really grounded in community rather than being that critical voice on the edge of church. We want to be fully grounded in community. Then we have so much to to offer the church. And I guess in, in health, in maturation of the prophetic gifting, one would need to develop that love for the church and to say things in love, to direct people in love, even in, in some some of the harsher things that would bring alignment that would be disruptive in the sense of like calling people back into worship, calling people back into even social gaps in the community. They see things, they hear things, they have ear to the ground, not only to God, but I also see it active in ear to the community. And what are we hearing within the community? Where is God wanting the church to be in alignment with God? I'm just wondering, how do you see that play out in the maturity? You've walked with people from just discovering that prophetic gifting that they truly have to give to the body of Christ to full maturation. I guess we're always maturing, but what is that like to to see that mature? Yeah, I mean, just a few things I'd want to share there. So I always encourage prophets I'm working with to work really hard on their communication skills. And what I'll often say is you can have the most remarkable, you know, mind-blowing vision or word from the Lord. But if you can't communicate it in a way that people will listen, pretty much wasted. (laughs) So for some prophets, it's about learning succinct, effective communication and again, you know, keeping their hearts soft, learning how to speak with gentleness, learning how to speak really, really effectively. So, you know, the whole communication piece can be actually the, the one thing that truly, truly makes the difference. I'll often say to prophets, ask God who your apostle is in this season. And I've been so blessed over the years as I have, you know, developed my own prophetic ministry, that God's always provided me with an apostle. You know, the, the prophetic and the apostolic, they really need each other. <laughs> they really, really need each other. And as prophets, we have so much to learn from the apostolic because what apostles are brilliant at are taking all the kind of like wonderful, lovely, fluffy prophetic vision and turning it into something real and lived and applicable. 
So learning the way of the apostle, learning really good application from the apostle can do so much to mature our prophetic ministry. But that's true of the whole fivefold. So, you know, as prophets, we need to be learning from the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers as well. Yeah, I think that is really valuable to to put into perspective. And I, th- I think some of the pushback that I've um, observed within church's experience of the prophetic, some of the pushback might be this wariness towards what could be considered false prophecy or these whimsical ideas that are maybe even a way of manipulation and sometimes has been a way of manipulation of how God told me to say this to the church and thus saith the Lord. And we will see extremes in any of this fight. We have to have discernment, correct? But how do we discern what is of God and what is not? Uh, When somebody comes, regardless, we may not even know their maturity in the Lord, but how do we discern the prophetic voice? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the gift of discernment is an absolutely vital gift for the church, particularly in the days that we're all living through. So I encourage people that I'm mentoring and discipling to be asking God for the gift of discernment every day. That's something I try and do. The Bible is very clear. The New Testament's very clear when it comes to prophecy that all prophecy needs to be weighed and tested and discerned. And the New Testament says that repeatedly. So how do we discern? And I think, first of all, we, we discern from the character and nature of God. We, of course, discern from the Bible. Something that I'll often say to people is listen for the voice that is kind. Listen for the voice that is kind, that is full of life and light and that reflects Jesus. You know, does this sound like Jesus? There are a lot of voices out there. And today, you know, through YouTube and, and, and every other platform, there are a thousand and one prophetic voices we could listen to. But which one reflects the voice of Jesus? Which one sounds like Jesus? And I think the more we are walking with God, the more we are soaking ourselves in the Bible, in the written word, the easier it is to discern. The more we're we're walking with the Holy Spirit and asking for the Holy Spirit's help and discernment, the easier it becomes. I think there's good practice when it comes to the prophetic. And if, you know, a stranger just rocks up with this completely out of nowhere prophetic word, then there are going to be a lot of hopes that, you know, that word is going to have to jump through before we would say this (laughs) is the voice of God. You know, we we have to equip everybody in our churches to weigh and test really, really well. Just because you hear some prophet on YouTube say this or that or the other does not mean that you are hearing a true revelation, a true word of prophecy that's come, that has come from God's heart. There are questions we can ask in terms of, well, who's this person accountable to? <laughs> Is this person part of a, a, a fivefold team? You know, there are lots of questions that we can ask as we look for good practice, good, wise practice in the prophetic. And I think that's a beautiful example of why we want to weigh in to the fivefold, because there might be a pastoral gift, a teaching gift that would discern and bring scripture to light or bring a nurture awareness to their congregation. If it is kind, if it is edifying, it is it is true of God. I think 
in my understanding and growth in the prophetic, I also have to realize I cannot always hear to the minutest detail what God is exactly saying. He's not downloading a recipe. Sometimes he does. He's not giving me a formula of exactly what to do, but we need the apostolic to to go out and try anyway, to to venture out and to to have a, a different sense of how to move forward with that word. I'm curious, though, as we've developed Care Impact and been formed by not only what God has spoken to us in dreams and vision and, and what we're hearing from the church and the needs that need to fill in the gap, which is a very prophetic role to see between social services and the church. And how do we bring the church into the community as Jesus has called us to be good neighbors? And our whole motto is making helping strangers become good neighbors. One of the things that I've been hearing that has shaped some of what I've understood, even Jesus in scripture, is listening to those that I don't always listen to right in the community. They've actually been a prophetic voice in my life as I've welcomed. Do you know the, the verse where it says to welcome, be hospitable to strangers for sometimes unknowingly you are hosting angels. Also, the word is messengers and maybe not angels with the, the fluttery wings and halo sense, but bringing in strangers, they've actually had words for me and helped me understand scripture and brought me into alignment is that a thing? Because I, I feel like sometimes we can keep the prophetic right in the walls of the institution of the church and have this kumbaya mountaintop experience. But I feel often in our work that there's a dissonance with what people are saying, what God is saying through people and, and through circumstances and calling the church to be relevant. Can you speak to any of that? Does it even make sense? Sure. I think that as each of us, pursues a tuned-in lifestyle, a day-by-day walk with Jesus where we are creating enough pause to pay attention to God throughout the day, recognizing that, you know, we'll hear God in different ways, but we are slowing down, we're paying attention, we are seeking to look at the world around us, to look at the community, the neighborhood around us through the eyes of Jesus. We are, whenever we leave the church building, whenever we leave our front door, we are going out with the Holy Spirit to keep in step with the Spirit. Then God can speak in all sorts of ways, very much through unexpected channels. I guess he did it through donkeys, right? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I think this is a mistake that we've made. We've put a straight jacket on the prophetic. We've thought, well, it's going to look like this. But actually, you know, we can't put God in a box. We cannot constrain the Holy Spirit. And that's part of this beautiful journey we all go on as we really pay attention to the different ways that God talks to us. You know, uh, for some people, God is very much talking through, through nature. For some of us, It'll be just the voices we hear out and about in, in our community. But let's pay attention. Let's walk slowly enough so that we can discern what God is saying through some surprising avenues. Kath, I'd love to read just an excerpt from your book. Um, hopefully people can, can get it on Amazon or wherever they buy their books to read it for themselves. But you, you wrap up the prophetic in a really beautiful way on page 225. 
the Church of Jesus Christ needs to reclaim its prophetic identity and rediscover its prophetic voice, a voice that speaks hope to the hopeless, that calls for transformation across spheres of human experience, and that is more than capable of standing up to tyranny and oppression. A voice that originates in the heart of our utterly free, powerful, and compassionate God, the Father who chooses to reach out to humanity crafted in His image and make Himself known. A voice that is carried on by the winds of the Spirit to every corner of the globe, ready to be perceived by all who take time to listen. This earth-shattering, paradigm-shifting, yet tender voice cannot be appropriated for human agendas or ideologies. The prophets of old were overwhelmed by it as they allowed the word of Yahweh to be wholly incarnated in their lives. Prophets today can learn to thrive in the profound depths of this voice as they teach the church to discern and carry it. The voice to be rediscovered is the voice of love. The prophetic is the love language of God, of relationship and revelation. I think that's just profound. It, it, it sort of sums up some of what we've been talking about, but there is so much more to dive into. Kath, as we conclude this conversation, are there any practical next steps that you might be able to offer me and, and my listeners here in Canada to, to grow in the prophetic? Sure. Well, a really, really simple next step that any of us can do is perhaps to commit, say over the next four or five days, just to find five minutes in your day. That's all you need to find, four or five minutes. And go somewhere or find somewhere where you're not going to get distracted. So turn off your phone, maybe go for a walk and just practice being still in God's presence. And for some of us, you know, our minds are going at 100 miles an hour. It, it's, it's really challenging to do that. But just practice being still in God's presence. And then maybe choose one of your favorite Bible verses and just meditate on it and say to God, Father, what do you want to say to me today through this verse? And just give yourself a few minutes just to do the pause, to do the stillness, to do the meditation and welcome whatever revelation God might want to bring. Maybe God will remind you of another Bible verse. Maybe a little simple picture will pop into your head. Maybe you'll discern some words from the Father. But it's just creating that moment of pause in your busy day to step back, enjoy God's presence and be open to however he might want to talk to you. And that's something that we can all do. Well, that's something I'm going to try to do this next week. And on that note, I want to encourage people, if you're wanting help to pray along with these things and, and be challenged, join our Journey with Prayer. We, we offer that every Monday. It's a reflective, contemplative prayer that we put out there from, from the Friday's episode. We have that every Monday. If you would like to, to journey in prayer with us, to follow along on Monday. But thank you, Kath, for taking time for this beautiful conversation, this needed conversation. And I want to encourage our listeners to stay tuned as we uncover all the stories from the different fivefold giftings. Thank you so much, Kath. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for joining another conversation on Journey with Care, where we inspire curious Canadians on their path of faith, 
and living life with purpose in community. Journey with Care is an initiative of Care Impact, a Canadian charity dedicated to connecting and equipping the whole church to journey well in community. You can visit their website at careimpact.ca or visit journeywithcare.ca to get more information on weekly episodes, Journey with Prayer, and details about our upcoming events and meetups. You can also leave us a message, share your thoughts, and connect with like-minded individuals who are on their own journeys of faith and purpose. Thank you for sharing this podcast and helping these stories reach the community. Together we can explore ways to journey in a good way. And always remember to stay curious. Stay curious.